Hello, hello. Welcome back to a new episode of the Leading Yourself podcast. How is your month of July going so far? It's going by really, really quickly as every other month this year. And today I want to talk about my personal theme for the month of July. If you've been following along, you know that every month of the year, I treat it like a chapter in a book. And the title of chapter seven of this 2022 book for me is called Self-Confidence. So today, and probably in a series of episodes, I'm going to be talking about the topic of self-confidence. I think there's a lot to uncover on this topic, but we're going to unpeel layer by layer to talk about what it is and what it's not and how can you build your self-confidence. So let's get started. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves, those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. So chapter seven of 2022 for me looks like, or will be titled, self-confidence. I decided to embark into going deeper into building confidence, silencing my self-doubt and taking bold action towards my goals. That is what this episode is all about. It doesn't matter how you feel right now you can build the confidence that you need to go after any big dream that you have. I firmly believe that because I think confidence, it's kind of like a muscle. So during this series of podcast episodes, we're going to be talking about what is and what is not. We're going to be talking about self-confidence from a perspective a little bit different than maybe what you've heard before. I think when we talk about self-confidence, we all want self-confidence, right? We all want to be self-confident. And when we look around people that we believe are self-confident, we think that um, they are like that all the time. And I'm actually going to um, share with you why I believe we should not we should not feel 100% confident all the time. We're also going to talk about our inner critic, what it is, what role it plays, how can we silence it so it let us go after those big dreams. And then we're going to talk about building real self-confidence. I'm going to share with you the strategies that I've uncovered, that I have tapped into to build my own self-confidence. And let me tell you that building your self-confidence, I believe is a journey. I think if I look back like 10 years ago, I wasn't as self-confident 
as I am today. I have built my self-confidence over the the years. But I know that three years from now, 10 years from now, gosh, a year from now, I am going to be even more self-confident. And um, I also want to say that when I say that, I will be more self-confident. I still believe I will never be always 100% self-confident. And I think that is very, very important. And we're going to dig into that in a second here. But we're going to be talking about how to overcome those moments that prevent us from taking action towards our big goals when that inner critic shows up and our lack of self-confidence prevents us or paralyzes us from taking that action. So let's dig in. So let's start by defining what self-confidence is and what is not. And I think this is important because, as I said a a second ago, when we look at self-confidence, we look at something that we should all have, we should pursue, we should be 100% confident all the time. And I do not agree with that. Um, A lot of people look at confidence as the absence of fear. So being fearless in, in front of challenges and problems and situations. And I think confidence is not the absence of fear. Confidence is, it's about feeling in your A-game, feeling that you can trust yourself no matter what. Feeling Knowing that you have your own back no matter what, and that you will love yourself, that you love yourself no matter the outcome of the situation in front of you. And you're still going to have fear and you're still going to face uncertainty. You're not going to be certain and fearless all the time. You're still going to feel all those emotions. But now, you're going to do it from a place of trust. And we're going to be talking a lot about trust. Now, I mentioned that you should not feel confident 100% of the time. When we look at people and we say that person is so confident, we talk in absolute terms as that person is always confident in every situation. And I don't think anyone is. And here is why. And if you are always 100% confident, I think there's something wrong with that. And here's why. Let me explain. I think that not being 100% confident all the time is actually a good thing because when you step outside of your comfort zone, when you try something that you haven't tried ever before, you're going to feel insecure. You're going to have those feelings of insecurity of doubt, which you would say if you have those feelings, you're not confident, right? So I think that not being self-confident all the time is actually good because when you have those insecurities, when you have those doubts, you are being tested 
to grow outside of your comfort zone, to expand your comfort zone. And it is by expanding our comfort zone that we become confident. You're only confident when you are in your comfort zone. And if you stay in your comfort zone, you never grow. So feeling confident every time, all the time, is just telling you that you need to get uncomfortable. You need to get outside of that comfort zone. You need to try new things. And yes, you're going to be insecure. But as you try those things, you're going to continuously build that muscle that we call self-confidence. So when I look at and I try to compare someone who is self-confident with someone who is not, and I try to think about how that looks like, right? When, when I see someone that has low self-confidence, confidence, sorry, I think of someone who is governed her, his or her behaviors are governed by what other people think. Someone who has low self-confidence is someone who always stays in the comfort zone because it's trying to avoid risk and is fearful of fear. I think someone with low self-confidence is someone that works hard to cover up mistakes, hoping that um, they can fix the problem before anyone notices. When I think about something with someone with low self-confidence, I think of someone that dismisses compliments from others. Um, on the other hand, when I think about something that someone who is confident is someone who is doing what he or she believes to be right, even if others criticize her or him. Um, for me, someone who is self-confident is someone who is, be, is willing to take risk, to go the extra mile to achieve better and different things. Is someone who admits her mistakes and learns from them. Is someone who um, takes on compliments, accepts those compliments, says thank you, and recognizes uh, her achievements. For me, those are some differences in behaviors between someone who is confident and someone who is not. And I know that you can Google how to become more self-confident. And there's going to be a lot of like actions that you can do, little things that you can do. And I think those are helpful. But I am going to try to share with you some of those things, some of those little actions that you can do but I want to go deeper in today's and probably next week's episode on really at the core, where does your self-confidence come from, right? So I'm, I want to start by giving you three little tactical things that you can do to build your confidence. And then we're going to go deep into the work of self-confidence. But some things that help me over the time to build self-confidence, continue to help me every day. One is positive reinforcement daily. I am very, very critical about 
rewiring my old beliefs and my old habits through positive reinforcement. And that for me looks like personal development. I invest time daily in personal development, whether it's listening to podcasts like this one or reading books or doing something that gives me that positive reinforcement for my mindset. The other thing that I have shared here in a different context, but also helps with self-confidence is setting intentions on how I want to show up to a specific situations. And the last one is to take time for self-reflection. And I do that through journaling. I do that through just sitting still and reflecting. Um, For me, writing things up um, really helps me in that process. I think that when I write things up, I get more out of myself, of, of how I'm feeling and just discovering myself that when I don't, um, some people like to meditate to do this. I am a terrible meditator. Uh, I'll rather take my journal and start writing. And sometimes I use prompts, sometimes I don't. Um, but those are three very tactical things that I do consistently to build my confidence. And I wanted to start it there because I want to give you something right out the bat that you can go and do today, right after finishing this episode and start working towards building your confidence. Now, if we say that self-confidence is a sense of freedom, is a sense of trust in ourselves, then let's try to uncover really where does self-confidence come from and how can we build that self-confidence? So the first aspect I kind of already mentioned, but is developing self-awareness. Self-awareness is so critical for self-confidence. You can be confident in yourself. You can trust yourself if you don't know yourself. Let me repeat this. You can be confident. You can trust yourself unless you know yourself. So starting by knowing yourself is so important if you want to be more self-confident. Sometimes we fail on being aware on how far we've come, how many obstacles we've overcome. A lot of times we're only looking at the road ahead of us, but we never stop to look back and reflect on how far we've come so far in this journey. And when we don't do that, when we don't stop to be aware of how far we've come, how many obstacles we've overcome, then we never change the perception about ourselves. We don't give ourselves enough credit and we never integrate that into our confidence, right? To continue to move through our lives, being more confident based on experiences we've had, the challenges we've overcome. So for me, I think part of self-confidence is being able to slow down and appreciate how far we've come. You know, I'm sure that you have overcome hard things in your life. I think that I'm sure, I'm confident that you have overcome a lot of obstacles 
and you have survived those situations, right? But I also bet you that you haven't acknowledged that enough in order to print that into your own image of yourself. And I want to pause intentionally here because this is deep, right? This is not a tactic that you can go and do tomorrow. This is something that you grow over time. And I think we all need to get better at, especially if you are an Enneagram 3 like me or, you know, a driven person, a result-oriented person. We're always focusing on the next goal. You know, we, we reach one goal and we set the next one and it's this ongoing thing, right? I've talked about this before and we don't give ourselves enough credit. And I think that is important to get to know ourselves and what our strengths are and being aware of what we're capable of. Getting to know ourselves from that perspective is key to build self-confidence. So I want to give you an example, but I am today so much more confident recording this podcast without a lot of prep. Actually, my parents have been here for a couple of weeks and typically I record this podcast on Sundays. And yesterday, um, today is Monday, it's 5 a.m. I woke up extra early today to record this podcast because I didn't yesterday as I usually do. And me, three years ago when I started this podcast, no way, no way I would be doing this. Like, Getting up at five in the morning to record my podcast without having prep at all and just improvised, um, I would be so insecure. Doubt, limiting beliefs would take over and paralyze me, right? But I have built that confidence over time because... As time has progressed since I started this podcast, I've been doing a lot of reflection on all the things that I have figured out along the way. All the challenges that I've overcome in the last three years have led me today to feel more confident and show up in front of this microphone and talk from my heart without needing to be overly prepared, without feeling panic, without self-insecurities take over. So here's my message for you today. Give yourself some credit. Don't wait from to when you're good at something. Don't wait to the time when you have all the answers or all the resources. Be aware of what you're good at and how far you've come is the foundation to building your confidence. So next time that you're feeling insecure, that doubt is taking over, take a break and reflect on all the challenges that you've overcome, all the things that are harder then this thing that you're trying to do right now, to tackle right now, that you've overcome and survived before. 
for me is knowing that when something is important to me, I always figure it out. I always find a way. I always make the time. And I need to repeat this over and over, right? Because there's many times that I'm scared and I have doubt and I'm insecure. But when I feel like that, instead of staying there, I take a break, I journal, I write down the things that I've accomplished, the the challenges that I've overcome. And that gives me trust in myself that no matter what comes up next, I can tackle it. I might not know all the answers. I might not be good at doing that thing at the beginning, but I have trust that I will find a way, that I will figure it out. And that is self-confidence, the ability to trust in yourself. Okay. Um, Another thing that is foundational to building self-confidence is ambition. I think that a lot of times we lose confidence when we lose sight of the future, when we lack the ability to connect with our dreams, those that really energize us. Let me explain what I mean by this. I'm sure that there was a time, and I want you to think about this. I'm sure there was a time in your life where you were really insecure, when you were having a lot of doubts and you had fear of failure or fear of the unknown, but, but you have this big dream, this big dream that really energized you, something that you really, really wanted. And that dream was so present in your mind. And that, that sense of wanting to achieve that dream, being empowered by that dream was stronger than your insecurity and your fear and your doubt. And regardless of that insecurity and that fear and that doubt, you took that step. You did that thing that scared you. I find that when I personally detach myself from the future, when I lose sight of my true north, when I lose sight of my dreams, and I get hung up on the the little things, right? The, the situation in front of me, it's when I feel the most insecure. When I connect with my dream and I see the connection between this thing that right now is scaring, this thing that right now I'm insecure at, with that dream, when I see that doing this thing is a milestone, is an enabler for me to reach out that goal that I have, it's when I feel the most confident in myself. It's where fear disappears and I feel that I'm in my A game. So one thing that I like to do every day, you know, I have a gratitude practice. And right after my gratitude practice, 
I connect with my 10-year goals, with my 10-year dreams. Every day, I write down my 10-year goals every single day. And why do I do that? Every day, write down the same 10 things. It seems a little bit silly, but here's the thing. By me writing it down every day, it creates connections in my brain. And what it does is that it puts those things forefront. So as I go through my day, I'm looking things through the lenses of those wild dreams that I have. So when situations come up that might be intimidating, that make me feel insecure of myself, because I'm looking at that situation through the lens of my goal and how that situation or that action is taking me a step closer to those dreams. That gives me the power to push through my fear, right? And we'll talk about the next thing on building confidence that is connected to what I'm just seeing right now. But by seeing and feeling my dreams in my mind, it syncs with my body. And then I become familiar with what is unknown today. And by default, I start building my confidence. See that connection? There is a quote out there that says, if you can see it, you can achieve it. And I completely think that is true. I attended Unleash the Power Within with Tony Robbins. And he did this exercise where you're standing with your arms extended. And you need to turn around and see how far you can come, right, with your, your right arm towards the left. And you do that exercise and you get so far. And then he asks you to close your eyes and visualize yourself doing the same thing, but now coming further, much further than you did before. And then you do the exercise one more time. And it's amazing how much further, at least 25% further you get just by doing that simple visualization in the middle. And that is because if you can see something, you can achieve it. So connecting with your ambition, with your goals, with your dreams on a regular basis is going to give you the energy and, and is going to help you build that confidence in yourself. Especially if you pair that with the third strategy that I'm going to share with you today, which is action. I think that one thing is to visualize something, right? And that gives you that initial confidence, if you will. But then you need to take action because action is what really builds your confidence at the end, right? It's if, if you visualize it, but you don't take, take action, you have a false confidence. You need to take action to really finish building that confidence, if that makes sense. You need to get act in action in order to build momentum. Is the only way that you can create momentum is by taking action. So for me, when I visualize something, right, and then I take action and I do it, this goes to a concept that it's called 
the um, it's called the cognitive triangle. And if you think about this triangle, right, one side is our thoughts, the other side is our actions, the other side is our feelings or our behaviors. And when we talk about confidence, I think that we need to separate two things. One is feeling confident and the other one is acting confident. So by visualizing, by connecting with your dreams and your ambitions, you're feeling confident. And then you need to act confident because when you separate the two and you try to make sense of the connection between these two, your feelings, how you feel, determines what actions you take, but it's your thoughts that influence how you feel. You can feel anything you think about. Your feelings start with a thought. So here's an example on how this works. Let's say that you wake up in the morning and you're feeling tired and insecure and groggy. Um, and that day you happen to have like this massive presentation at work that you have to, you know, speak in front of a large group of people. Your thoughts in your mind start telling you, I'm going to mess it up. No one is going to like my presentation. I can't even talk in front of a group. I am, I am worthless. I'm a loser. I should stay home um, and try not to make a fool out of myself. This, this thoughts often make up our internal dialogues, right? And how many times have you found telling yourself similar things, right? Now, let's enter into feelings, right? These are just thoughts. But after a morning filled with this internal negative self-talk, you start to feel worse and worse as the day goes on. You feel extremely anxious about that presentation. You're feeling really bad about yourself. And the last thing that you want to do is that presentation. So let's step back for a, time, for a minute. Um, is it any surprise to you that your thoughts are so directly influencing your feelings. Because that is what happens, right? It all starts with a thought. I'm going to be a mess. I'm not going to be able to do this presentation. Now enters our body. That thought enters our body in the form of feelings. And now we're feeling anxious and we're feeling insecure and we're feeling fearful. And when we take action out of those feelings, that is our behavior, right? The behaviors that we exhibit, then is when we perpetuate the cycle. So after time spending like back and forth, procrastinating on whether you should, you know, do the presentation, you make it out of the door, right? And now you're just starting your presentation. As you begin, your thoughts are running through your mind and you're feeling more and more anxious. You keep going with this negative self-talk and you're feeling just more insecure. Even though you know your presentation, maybe you're a subject matter on the topic, 
but you just can't articulate the points, right? How many times um, you've been in this situation, right? You barely scrap through the presentation, stumbling on your words, maybe falling to connect points that you worked so hard to create. How many times have you done this? How many times have you gotten yourself so worked up that you can barely make it through something that is typically well within our your capabilities? I'm not even talking about something outside of your comfort zone, but something that is well within your capabilities. You know the topic, you've done presentations before, but just because you had these negative thoughts that create these negative feelings, now you find yourself taking this extra small, poor action that leads to poor results. And those just close this endless loop because now this presentation puts another dent in your confidence. The event seems to justify all those negative thoughts that you had about yourself earlier in the morning. And then the cycle repeats and repeats and repeats. And we find ourselves in this endless cycle that is so hard to get out of. It is not until we bring light to this process and we begin to interrupt the cycle that change occurs, that you can start build your confidence. So let's talk a little bit about this cycle. Our thoughts, the stories that we tell ourselves impact both our emotions and our actions. Our emotions, how we feel in our bodies, affect our thoughts and our actions. And the actions we take influence or reaffirms the thoughts and the emotions that we have. So they're all interconnected with each other. That's why we represent them as a triangle. And the first step to be able to break through this cycle is self-awareness, exactly where we started this conversation today. If we're not self-aware of this cycle playing in our lives, it's very difficult to break through. And I think that we typically start to become self-aware, at least for me, it's either in my thoughts or in my emotions. When it comes to emotions, we know that when we think a thought, we feel a feeling in our body. We create our feelings with our mind, with our thoughts. So when you're able to recognize this, automatically you're increasing your self-awareness. The goal is not to change the feelings, but is to be aware that you're creating those feelings. So I think there's three problems when it comes to, to this. One is that we're typically lack that self-awareness. We're not aware of our feelings because we're going so quickly through life that we never stop to feel our feelings. The second problem, I think, is that we tend to develop habits around certain emotions. So you might not be confident because you haven't get in the habit of creating that emotion, that feeling of confidence. And the third problem is that 
we have never been taught on how to change our feelings. But I think this is where knowing this cycle is so important because if we know that our feelings are created by our minds, then we can interrupt the pattern by changing our thoughts. And I think for me, that is the best way to break the cycle. You know, you could break it anywhere, right? I think the toughest part to break the cycle is the emotions. Because the only way to change your emotions is by changing your thoughts. So if you change your thoughts, you change your emotions. If you change your emotions, you can create different actions that lead to different results that reaffirm those initial positive thoughts. You could break the cycle through your actions, meaning even though you're telling the stories in your mind that you're not capable, that you're not ready, whatever those stories are, that lead you to feel doubt and insecurity and anxiety, if despite those emotions, you still take that extra large action, you could break the cycle because if you still take extra large action despite your emotions being negative, then you will break the cycle because the results will not reaffirm your thoughts. So the two ways to break this cycle, in my mind at least and in my experience, is thoughts and actions. I think emotions is a little bit more difficult, but it's possible. You can change your emotions in three ways. One, of course, is your thoughts. And I would say not so much your thoughts, but what you're focused on. What are you focusing on can change your emotions. So even if you have these negative thoughts in your mind, you can shift your focus to something different that leads to changing your emotions. The other aspect, two other aspects of changing your emotions is your physiology and your language. What do I mean by this? So think about another triangle. One side is physiology, one side is language, and the other side is focus. And I learned this from Tony Robbins, but your physiology is how you move your body. So if you start to move your body in a different way, that can lead to change your emotions. If you start to change the language you use, that can lead to change your emotions. If you change what you're focused on, that can lead to change your emotions. So technically, you can break this cycle in any of the three points, right? Through your thoughts, emotions, or actions. For me, the easiest way is to change your thoughts. Because when you start changing your thoughts, immediately you change your emotions, which leads to different actions that then reinforce the original thoughts. And then you're in that cycle again. But it's a completely different cycle that you wear when you were insecure and anxious and feeling doubt. So I hope this is making sense. Um, I know, I'm sure you can Google this cognitive model. And you will find a lot of literature around this triad of thoughts, emotions, and actions. And I would say there's even one step further beyond that, which is the results, right? Thoughts lead to emotions, emotion, emotions lead to actions, actions lead to results that reaffirm those thoughts that you had 
at the very beginning. So how do we build our self-confidence? Well, to recap what we've talked so far, it all starts with self-awareness. Awareness about the stories we tell ourselves, awareness about how we're feeling, but also awareness of our strengths, of our capabilities, of all the challenges that we've overcome and how far we've come in this journey. Because when we stop to think about all the obstacles that we've overcome, all the things that we've done, all the challenges that were more difficult than the one right in front of us that we were able to figure out that helps us trust ourselves that we can figure out the next thing. Then we talked about ambition, right? Connecting on a regular basis with our dreams because we get energy from our dreams and that energy can help us overcome the insecurity and the fear. But we said that is not enough unless we take action. Action is what creates momentum and momentum is what helps us build our confidence. So we talked about three things at the core that help us build our confidence. And when we feel confident, when we have confident thoughts, when we take actions from that thought, that belief, that trust in ourselves, that is going to lead to you taking bolder action, to setting and achieving bigger goals, to falling forward. It's not that you're not going to fall or make mistakes, but now you're going to fail forward. It's going to lead to you enjoying life more, live in abundance, improving the quality of your life and being able to design your life. So I'm going to leave it at here for today. I have so much more content to share. So I will be back next week for more on this topic of self-confidence. Now, if you're liking this conversation so far, I want to share with you that at the end of the month, I'm going to be hosting a session on self-confidence where we're going to go even deeper in all these things that I'm sharing with you today. If you're interested, I'm going to put all the information on the show notes of this podcast episode so you can check it out. As always, if you like today's podcast episode, do me a favor and share it with a friend. With that, I hope you have an amazing day and I will talk to you again next week for another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast.